When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. A lot of NFL players get big in the community when they retire. What is the over-under? Tom Brady will allow himself now on weight gain between now and one year from now. The Rich Eisen Show. Under 10. For sure. Under 10 LBs. He's on the TB50 system. <laughs> I hope you know that. Today's guests, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, host of ESPN's First Take, Stephen A. Smith, Tampa Bay Times Bucks writer, Rick Stroud. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of The Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH number to dial just a heads up right off the bat i'm in a mood Uh-oh. um that's what normally happens when the Uh-oh. uh the head coach of your alma mater interviews for a professional head coaching job elsewhere on national <laughs> signing day kind of sticks in your craw a little bit uh but that's what's happening right now uh hey welcome to the rich eisen show 844-204-RICH number to dial good to see you over there chris Bachman. i love that you use stick in my craw great phrase thank you sir <laughs> uh, good to see you uh jay felly good to see up, uh, mr feller Lynch. good to see you uh and tj jefferson good to see you sir morning rich a bunch of moods going around today bro. yes indeed Man. uh i know that um and uh let's get started uh, on the news of the day uh from yesterday and again there's lots of coaching news afoot, um, certainly involving my alma mater. Jim Harbaugh is in Minnesota. Could the Minnesota Vikings take him from the collegiate ranks and put him back on an NFL sideline? Uh, so much happening down in Mobile, Alabama, where uh, the Senior Bowl is taking place. That's where pretty much every decision maker uh, in the NFL is sitting right now or has their ears to the ground right there. Super Bowl 56 is here in this town Coming up in a week and a half, uh, the Pro Bowl's going down in Las Vegas over the weekend, but obviously the main story is in, uh, is in uh, New York City right now, uh, home of uh, the home office of the National Football League and also where Brian Flores, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, uh, appeared on CBS this morning uh, on national television. Also where Brian Flores was attempting to get a job uh, in the NFL with the New York Giants. And w- the reason why Flores is in New York and was on national television is he's filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL and also named his former employer in the Miami Dolphins and the New York Giants as co-defendants with the NFL. And he is saying that there are unfair practices in the NFL, and he is a perfect example of the fact that he is treated differently as a coach in the NFL because of the color of his skin. And that's a horrible accusation. And uh, I read the lawsuit. It is um, eye-opening, to say the least. It is shocking, to say the least. And um, on top of it, uh, I kept trying to put myself in in his shoes. Think about it. Put yourself in this man's shoes, okay? Put yourself in this man's shoes. You're sitting at home, and you're getting ready to interview with the New York Giants. And you're probably sitting there thinking, uh, at some point, I can't believe I don't have a job in Miami anymore. You know, I I just coached the Miami Dolphins to -to back-to-back winning seasons uh, for the first time since 2003. 
And um, and I did it this year after starting one and seven, first team in the history of the NFL, lose seven in a row and win seven in a row in the same season. And when Brian Flores got fired a couple of weeks ago, that was the surprise. That was the shocker. That was the eyebrow raiser. And the reason that was given publicly by Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, and I'm paraphrasing here, was essentially there were communication problems. And you're sitting there and you think you can uh, maybe get a job with the New York Giants. And you're from the Brownsville section of New York City. I mean, when we interviewed Brian Flores uh, this year, he had that thick New York accent going on. This is his hometown. So the New York metropolitan area, for him to land in this job with the New York Giants, that would be what one would say monumental for him personally and professionally. And you get a text from your former coach up in New England, Bill Belichick. You look down at your phone, and he's congratulating you on the job, and and um, and you're wondering, wait a minute, I'm I'm interviewing for this thing. I got a dinner coming up. Did you hear something I didn't hear? He said, and um, he mentioned that you know he's interviewing with the Giants on Thursday because Belichick texted him Giants with a bunch of question marks and exclamation points. He says, I think I got a shot at it. Got it. I hear from Buffalo and NYG that you are their guy. Hope it works out. If you want it. And then he begins to realize that maybe Belichick's got the wrong Brian. It's Dable, not Flores. He asks him, Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dable just to make sure? And he wrote back, sorry, I mean, you know, I blanked this up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think they're naming Dable. I'm sorry about that, BB. And all you can write back is like, okay, thanks, Bill. And you're thinking, oh, my God. Belichick, who is, you know, obviously tight with the Giants organization. Joe Judge gets hired there many, and – you know, they reach out to Belichick, I'm sure, in the past. And you figure he's got this lock-solid information. And, you know, the question is not, you know, um, him uh, maybe messing up that he's texting the wrong Brian, that he misread the text he got from somebody else, and he thought it was Flores, it was really Dable, and now, uh-oh. And you're thinking, I'm now, go- what, going to go through this interview for- why am I going through this interview? And why do they want to interview me? Yeah. And you're thinking about it. Okay. It's got to be the color of my skin. There's a Rooney rule. They got to check a box. And you you sit there and you think, well, why would he think that? If you are at all thinking, why would he think that? Well, in his lawsuit, he says, when the Denver Broncos were looking to hire Vic Fangio, they interviewed him. And he said that John Elway and Joe Ellis uh, showed up late. And he even put in this lawsuit, he thought that they were out drinking the night before. Now, both the Giants and the Broncos pushed back and refuted that this had happened. But you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, how am I in this position to begin with when I got fired? And he then lets it known in this lawsuit that his owner, the reason why he was falling out of disfavor with him is because, number one, he was asked to lose games in the 2019 season to improve their Dolphins draft position in 2020. As you know, that was the the Tua Burrow draft. He said that the owner offered him $100,000 for every loss. And then he also said that prior to 2020 uh, draft, after the season was over, that there was a player who was not yet a free agent that was in that the uh, owner wanted Brian Flores to meet. Flores was pushing back against that because the guy's not yet a free agent and that he was invited to a boat in the Miami Marina 
and invited on, you know, the owner's boat. And uh, guess who showed up? The player in question. He said he left right away. And because of those two approaches, balking at tanking and tampering, he fell out of disfavor. That's a lot to chew on. If you're that guy, do you sue? You got to think long and hard about it. He did. And sure enough, according to all reports, Brian Flores filed the suit yesterday, first day of Black History Month, but also on the day where he was interviewing with the Saints. And Texans. Apparently he let them know, hey, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm filing suit, but I still want the job. This is what he had to say this morning on CBS this morning. On the I absolutely want to coach in this league, but I also know that this isn't, I'm not the only story here. Yeah. I'm not the only one with a story to You're tell. You're speaking up for decades I'm, of I'm, this going on this and is, hopefully stopping it from is, happening. This is, you know, there are people who have come before me and, 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 and um, I know there are others who, who, have, a, who have similar stories and um, it's hard to speak out. Um, it is, you know, yeah. you're giving up, you're making some sacrifices, but um, this is, again, this is bigger than football. This is bigger than coaching. Now it's tough to ask for a job uh, from a league that you're suing, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If you're looking for a coach who wants to stand on his principles and be a leader of men and show them, this is the way I want to uh, stand up for myself in a system that I believe has completely wronged me. Isn't that that guy you want to hire? Now, I know it would be tough to walk into a a room, I would assume, with other owners who are trying to deal with discovery processes and things of that nature and say, I've hired this person, but maybe somebody should do that and say that we are about this in this league and and we will deal with whatever has happened in the past, but right now what's prologue is Brian Flores on a roster somewhere coaching because he's a damn outstanding football coach who stands on his merits and principles. I don't know how this works in a lawsuit. I don't know how this works in a lawsuit. Uh, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of people very upset with Brian Flores today as somebody from his legal staff might be trying to, in the discovery process, find out who texted the modern-day Lombardi from the Giants or the Bills to say it's Dayball's job before he's... Um, before he's gone out and um, interviewed and had a dinner there. Um, I, I wonder who might uh, have their, um, I guess, credit cards somehow um, made part of discovery to see if, in fact, uh, certain executives were out drinking the night before uh, an interview. Right? Uh, I wonder how one can say, um, and oh, I mean, look, and I'll just say this here, Nothing is worse. (laughs) Nothing is worse than somebody being treated differently or malevolently because of the color of their skin. This country, as we all know, was built on the fault line of racism and the plates move every day. Okay? So there's nothing worse than that. 
But if an owner is telling a coach, I'll give you six figures for every loss you have, that needs to be investigated immediately, if not sooner. And Hugh Jackson, down at his gig in, um, in the HBCU football world, says Jimmy Haslam of the, of the uh, flat out saying on Twitter that he, he, that the league should be looking into Jimmy Haslam too when he was losing games with the Browns. This is what we call a holy heck of a mess. And I don't, you know, I don't know if discovery is going to set it up or the league has to have some sort of an investigation. And, but if there's, ownership saying lose games on purpose I mean that goes to the very heart of what the hell are we watching and nobody wants to think that watching any sport and certainly the NFL so I just wanted to put that all out there and take your thoughts on the subject matter as well at 844-204-RICH being the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen show we'll have a conversation coming up with uh, our our in-house counsel, if you will, here at NBC Sports on Peacock, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. And uh, part of the things that we'll be talking about as well is the fact that Jim Harbaugh is in Minnesota right now or is reportedly on his way to Minnesota right now. It's National Signing Day in college football. And it, that would be real tough for somebody to come back from that, you know. That would be real tough to somebody to come back from um, from kicking a tire on a professional job and then showing up in somebody's living room and saying, trust me with your son. I, I don't know how you put that back in yeah. the bottle. I've been saying that day after day after day after day. And if anybody can, maybe it's Harbaugh. Maybe it's the school by signing him long term. But this looks like he's gone. Yeah, hey, I was at interviewing, but I'll be here for four years. I mean, this and, and in terms of his hire in Minnesota, I mean, should this happen? Um. Guy won 69% of his football games with the San Francisco 49ers. Sure did. So. One play of the Super Bowl championship. You know who's also going to be here to talk about all of these subject matters in studio? Coming up, hour number two. He's making his way here right now from uh, first take that he's been shooting here in Los Angeles. Stephen A. Smith here in studio. And uh, um, T.J. Jefferson, uh, your velvet rope, um, is there in front. You have kept it there the entire uh, playoffs, as you said. Mm Mm-hmm. He, uh, he will be uh, made aware of what that means. <laughs> and the Dallas Cowboys star behind you might be the first thing he sees coming out here. So Let's hope so. Okay, very good. Yeah. So we'll have a conversation about that. Um, and uh, uh, what's more likely that we play here, right, usually where you give me an idea and I have to, or a supposition, and I have to describe which one is more likely to happen in the right, sports right, world. Right, 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 um, Usually it's just me batting it around <laughs> in my own head. Yeah. Now uh, we're going to split screen and debate. I don't know if we have a split screen, oh. but what we're going to do is at least Stephen A. Smith will be here, and I will debate him on some of the things that's what's more likely. How about that? How? That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times will join us in hour number three. What's next in Tampa now that it's official? Brady's not coming back. Is it Kyle Trask's job? And if they're going to start a guy who's never started before, is that what Bruce Arians really wants? And why isn't Leftwich somewhere else by now anyway? Is this tying into whatever Brian well, Flores is suing about? Well, I mean, oh, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and part of the reason why Leftwich may not be down in Tampa right now is he wants no, I mean, not down in Jacksonville right now, is he wants no part of the general manager that the Jacksonville Jaguars are sticking with. Mm-hmm. 
And he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna, if I get my one shot here, I'm not going to get hooked up with a GM that I don't want to work with. I love, the way, I love the way you put that right now. What? You said if I get my one shot yeah, because that's, that's what it's going to be. That's, you're, you're yeah. Gonna get one shot. So, yeah, I like – I don't know if you that's, knew that you were putting it that of way. Of course but that's I the way I'm putting it because that. how many shots that Jim Caldwell's gotten to, that's, that's a rarity. So if Leftwich is going to get his one shot, he wants to set everything up the way he wants to set it up. If not, then he'll stay there in Tampa where maybe he's going to be the guy who takes over for Bruce Arians if Bruce wants to step away. And the question that we're hearing about is, could that be happening right now? So Rick Stroud will join us at the top of hour number three, and then we're just going to have more and more conversations. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We're off and running here on this Wednesday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We have our friend Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. When we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show, don't you dare go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, you want to have the floor and the subject matter for a hot minute? You want to collect yourself? I'll give you whatever you want to do. You know, I, I'm the type who, like, I like to inform myself before... Uh, making a, a okay. judgment and I've started to read this and I don't even know if I need to read it because you know it's kind of obvious when certain things go on you know when you have uh, a, a league that has so many people of a certain color who are stars in the league but they can't transition into any other jobs outside of player kind of makes you uh, scratch your head and like I said, I'm going to read this. I don't even know if I necessarily need to read it. But one thing I do find interesting is when Brian Flores got fired, a 
I guess no rumors start going around that he was difficult. And right. That was one of the reasons. And now you get to like I think it's page five, four or five of this, and you read what you said about about the, the boat incident and yeah, how wouldn't, he wouldn't, wouldn't comply. Wouldn't you be difficult if you're put into position? Uh, and again, the Dolphins have denied it. The Broncos and the Giants pushed back, saying this is not with merit at all. The league said this is without merit, and 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 that was just two hours after this thing became public Quickest and it's just like investigation well, I don't ever. Know. no yeah. that's 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 also and you know florio will join us in a second to say i, I bet you that's just the lawyers pushing back and 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 then they'll try and uh, there's so many different ways to to look at it that way but if this is true wouldn't you be difficult to deal with if you were asked to tank and tamper and yeah you didn't want to do that and i'm just saying the funny and then thing suddenly is, you're fired as somebody who's not communicating right, right. yeah and i like i just wouldn't said you it, be pissed the, the word came out he was difficult and then it's like oh okay now we have a backstory to why the difficult came out it's just i don't know and Hugh Jackson is basically saying this is not the first time anybody's been labeled as difficult after trying to do somebody else's losing. You know, so again, if this is if this is prevalent, you know, and you know, Roger Goodell could tell everybody to try and do the right thing. He can't force any owner to True. do, you know, and certainly if Jacksonville thought Urban Meyer was the guy, right? And right, like that's that's their prerogative to hire who they want to hire. But the question is, is if you are going to hire only somebody based on the color of their skin or not hire based on the color of skin, then something has to be done about that. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show is the man who um, kicks everything off right here on NBC Sports on Peacock every single day. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry to inform him this way. Uh, things have just been so crazy that I did not uh, text you, Mike Florio, but I received your book, Playmakers, with your very kind note oh. written in, an advanced copy of it, where all books can be acquired starting in the middle of uh, March when it comes out, but you can get it right now on Amazon and everything else. I greatly appreciate that. Mike well, Florian. and uh, uh, I appreciate you mentioning it every time that I'm on, and uh, we, we still keep trying to sell as many <laughs> as we can. The angst continues. The angst continues. It will fail Don't miserably. Don't worry. It's no stop, stop, stop. But at, at any rate. Uh, I've it, already started Playmakers 2. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> the, the Playmakers focuses on 20 seasons. I can do Playmakers 2 based on one. Okay, let's jump into it. Um, I, I, you were the first person I wanted to reach out to since you are the uh, perfect cross-section of football and uh, lawyering and uh, the legal front. What did you make of Brian Flores' uh, lawsuit filed yesterday? The Rooney Rule was put in place in 2002, Rich, due to the credible threat of litigation from Cyrus Mary and the late Johnny Cochran. That's what got the Rooney Rule Enacted. Now, I don't know that they had somebody ready to go. Dennis Green was between jobs with the Vikings and the Cardinals at the time. I could see him being willing, given that he was mid-50s at the time, trading the rest of his career to be the pioneer in a case that you could argue needed to be brought at some point. In the 20 years since then, what's really happened? What progress has been made? What can you do to ultimately convince the owners of these teams to do something that 
approaches what objectively could be considered the right thing when you consider just the raw numbers. I mean, the raw numbers speak for themselves, but I think they never dreamed that anyone would trade in or at least risk trading in the balance of his coaching career to be the one who pushes this cause. Now, maybe, maybe the risk is unfounded. Maybe Brian Flores will still be a coach. Maybe somebody will look past it. Maybe he won't get the Colin Kaepernick blackball treatment moving forward. But you at least come to the table if you're Brian Flores knowing that you are risking that when you do this. And I think the league never anticipated that anyone would do it. I didn't think anyone would do it. And I definitely didn't think somebody under 40 would do it. I thought it would be a guy closer to the end of his career. So um, now that he has done it, what happens? Well, the first step will be an effort by the league to force everything into arbitration. These coaching contracts all have a clause requiring any disputes to be resolved through an arbitration process that conveniently and strategically requires that the commissioner or his designee will resolve all claims, which is not the best way to get fair and balanced justice from any type of a system. And, and I'm sure that fight will happen first. It's, it's the first shot that they fired at John Gruden, and it'll be the first shot that they fired at Brian Flores. And if it happens, the problem is, for those of us who are very curious about how this all transpires, what occurs, what evidence comes out, we'll never have an open court proceeding. There'll never be an opportunity to really understand what the evidence is, what the arguments are, what the outcome would be. I mean, I assume we'll know the outcome, but we won't know much more than that if this thing ultimately goes to arbitration. But that'll be the first fight. And then at some point, he'll have to prove his case, just like Colin Kaepernick took depositions, got documents, He'll have to prove his case, and along the way, he hopes, and his lawyer suggested earlier today on CNN, that, that other coaches are going to actually join him in this effort. And that would be amazing if it happens, because there's strength in, strength in numbers. The more black coaches who, who are plaintiffs, named plaintiffs in this lawsuit, the harder it will be to blackball all of them. And, and we'll see if that comes to fruition. And, and maybe others will decide to join him and arm-in-arm they, they will protect each other and maybe advance their long-term career interests. Well, I mean, and as I mentioned, um, and I, I you know, needed, need to repeat it every single time because um, not, uh, there, there's nothing worse than, than racism. There's nothing worse than the judging somebody by the color of their skin and certainly um, judging them adversely and affecting their professional uh, abilities through because of the color of your skin. But him saying as well in this whole process that Stephen Ross asked him to not only tank, but tamper as well, but tanking through money. I mean, what, what happens with that one? And you know, that really doesn't fit with the rest of the case, but this is the risk you take when you invite this kind of bombshell litigation. It's possible that there'll be some related allegation that, that could potentially take over, especially in the short term, this idea that Stephen Ross allegedly offering $100,000 for each loss in 2019. And I know, I believe, I, I firmly believe that Stephen Ross wanted to tank wire to wire in 2019 so he'd have the first pick in 2020. Originally, that was for Tua Tonga-Vailoa after he broke his hip and Joe Burrow emerged. It became Joe Burrow as the object of Stephen Ross's affection, and he couldn't trade up from number five to number one to get him. And I'm sure that the success of Joe Burrow has stuck in his craw because he wanted his team to be in position to get that number one overall pick. And also, just let me just jump in here, though. The five that he was at was because the Texans were the ones that were performing so poorly, and Miami had that 
draft choice because of uh, one of the trades that Bill O'Brien made involving Laramie Tunsil, right? So, so he he had that. The Dolphins had that pick. It was their own that, according to Flores, they were trying to improve all the way to number one, and that wasn't even close because I mean it was obvious from the very beginning that Flores had this team in the right direction. Based well, on early what they on, did. they lost 59 to 10 to the Ravens in week one. Then they lost again. Mika Fitzpatrick wanted out and got traded. That's and right. I think at some point, Brian Flores realized this full season tank thing isn't going to work. And I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. And I'd speculated after he got fired that that may have been the first moment where the relationship between Ross and Flores got wobbly. And based on this lawsuit, it seems like that's exactly what transpired. But you know, Rich, I don't know how the league doesn't aggressively investigate that and then the follow from Hugh Jackson, the former Browns coach, who suggested, along with the executive director of his foundation, that bonuses were paid to Browns coaches and executives for losing in 2016 and 2017, and they were awful both years, and they got the number one overall pick in the draft, which became Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield, respectively. You have to investigate it. You have to take it seriously. In the age of legalized gambling, the idea, even if it's not a Tim Donahue situation where someone is engineering the outcome of a game for gambling interests, but you're still deliberately not winning, according to the allegation, you're not winning games because of a strategic reason. And the NFL always pushes this idea that every game, every team, in every game, always trying to win. We know that there's a flaw in that thinking. Once you're eliminated from playoff contention, what do you really win by winning games? What, what, what do you gain by losing? Well, you get a higher draft pick, and you see what those picks are worth when teams trade. Look at what the 49ers gave up to go from 12 to 3 last year. It happens every year. What Washington once gave up to go from 6 to 2 to get RG3. You give up a lot. Those, those, those spots have value. They just have to do something about it. They can't brush it under the rug, and they already have Congress on them for the Washington football team workplace misconduct investigation and the, the potential that there was a cover-up there. I think it's just a matter of time before Roger Goodell gets another letter seeking information about Stephen Ross, Jimmy Haslam, and possibly pointing toward a hearing where people are going to have to answer some tough questions in an open committee chamber. And what about finding out who texted Bill Belichick, right? Because it's that... I mean, how about the fact that Belichick's phone was potentially involved in this? Oh, oh, it's it's amazing. And and to have a quote from Bill Belichick with an F word, (laughs) unredacted, as, and and, and look, I've been involved in plenty of lawsuits on both sides, representing the defendant, representing the plaintiff, and, you know, you have this, they call it the style of the case, Brian Flores, plaintiff versus NFL, and, and, you know, and there's a line. And usually right under the line, it says complaint. Right under the line in this one is in bold face, Bill Belichick F-bomb, where he's acknowledging he made a mistake by congratulating Brian Flores instead of Brian Dayball for becoming the next coach of the Giants before Brian Flores ever even interviewed for the job with the New York Giants. And that's when Flores realized something was amiss. And yeah, to have Belichick pulled into it, his phone pulled into it, he's going to have to testify This thing is going to be a mess for the NFL, regardless of where it plays out. And uh, it's it's, it's something that that is going to last for a while unless the NFL resolves it quickly. And, you know, they're not wired to do this. I heard you talking about the statement earlier 
the NFL saying right out of the gates, the claims are without merit. How do you know they're without merit? How do you know? Well, that, but that tells us they're going to fight. That's the clue. They're going to fight. It would be wise for them to try to resolve it, but they're going to fight it, and they're going to fight it. And, uh, you know, I think that was the attitude they originally had with the St. Louis litigation, and six years later they ended up paying $790 million. So, uh, and I guess to, if you will, put a uh, button on it for the moment then, um, what, what – what what could be the resolution to it? I mean, because I, I was reading through it and Flores, uh, through his legal uh, counsel, was asking for what committees to be set up and demand that owners put in writing exactly why somebody was fired and um, as well as uh, create a money pool for uh, what um, uh, uh, for, for for the, I guess. Uh, promotion uh, of of um, candidates of color. I, I I'm trying to figure out what 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 is what he's looking for and what could be done to actually improve the Rooney Rule, which I think everybody involved agrees needs improvement for sure. And some of that may have been for the benefit of the media. Look, what you get in court is typically typically he's he's asked for what they call injunctive relief, where mm-hmm. a court says that. You must do X, Y, and Z. And first, you got to get a finding of liability. The usual outcome is the payment of monetary damages. But through a settlement process, you you get whatever the two sides agree to. And he could ask for certain terms unrelated to the payment of any money. And if they can reach an agreement, then that's all that matters. But first, the league has to be motivated to reach an agreement. And this gets into how the legal business works. Look, the firms that represent companies like this, and I worked at one when my legal career first started back in 1991 and the managing partner of the firm was visiting our office and the thing he said that I will never forget we aspire to represent cost insensitive clients which means they're not going to complain about how much the bill is every month they don't care if we put umpteen lawyers on the file you want big cases with big companies with big stakes and that's how you make your money as one of these firms and you don't make your money if right out of the gates the big client in the big stakes litigation says, maybe we should resolve this and make it go away. So this is all pointing toward a fight, not a resolution. And they'll probably regret it at the end of the day. Hey, maybe, you know what, maybe it'll all work out for them. Maybe they'll, but Rich, I mean, the, the evidence has been hiding in plain sight. It's obvious to anyone who's paying attention. There's an issue with the representation of black coaches as head coaches given the number of black players, the number of black assistant coaches, historically it has been abysmal, and it was just a matter of time before somebody decided, I'm going to be the one to put my name on the fight against the NFL for something that we all know. We all know it's been a problem. So this is a mess for the NFL, and I don't like how they've handled it so far. We'll see by next Wednesday when the commissioner meets with the media at uh, the demo field at the NFL Network mm-hmm. headquarters at SoFi Stadium. We'll, we'll see what he has to say when he's asked some questions about it. That's going to be a, an occasion for him to earn some of that $65 million a year. So let me let me ask you this then. Um, what about the idea of, of Flores getting hired? Uh, I mean, if you want to just put it in brass tacks, a win-win around is that, number one, Flores is employed as he deserves to be. Two, uh, an organization gets an outstanding coach. And three, um, you know, that organization might get some heat amongst some of the owners when they walk into uh, a membership room. But in essence, that is a way to tell whoever's adjudicating this case, guy got hired. So w- what about that? 
Well, and listen, Rich, one of the great strategies from the defense standpoint, if you believe that you are in the wrong and that you are facing a significant outcome through trial, you offer the plaintiff a job. And I've had that happen with my clients in the past, and sometimes they've taken it. And I think that sometimes the company didn't expect them to take it. But they could offer Brian Flores, and, and see, this gets difficult for the NFL. It gets into antitrust issues because these are all 32 separate businesses, and the league can't really tell or hint or advise. But, but if, for example, the Saints would offer Brian Flores their head coaching job, that seems to be the team right now that's considering him. If they'd offer him the job, now if he'd say no, well, why are you saying no? You know, that becomes an issue in the litigation. Hey, you had an opportunity. We offered you an opportunity. Well, it wasn't real. You know, it was only because I sued. That becomes a separate skirmish. Uh, or he says yes. And, you know, does that take some of the steam out of the litigation? But hopefully, hopefully the Saints consider him. I mean, ideally, and we know ideally doesn't happen very often, but ideally they consider him and they make a decision on who their best candidate is, regardless of whether or not he's pursued this litigation. There's a lot of people out there that think it's okay to retaliate against someone who's sued, like, how dare you sue? We're never going to hire you again. That's a separate violation of the law if it happens. You can't retaliate against somebody who has advanced their legal rights. And uh, hopefully he won't be blackballed. And maybe, just maybe, maybe the Saints. And, you know, the Saints have issues with the league office dating back to Bounty Gate. Maybe the Saints think they're sticking to the league office a little bit if they would hire him. But it would actually help the league, I think, if Brian Flores got back in sooner rather than later. The last one for you, uh, outside of all this, Mike Florio. Uh, is my alma mater losing its coach? Well, you know, he wants to go, I think. And I've been paying attention to this ever since his name was first connected to the Raiders. It was always a sense that it was coming from his perspective, that he, he's ready to go back to the NFL. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He's 58. He's only got so many more spins before he's going to be done coaching. He wants to go back. The connection to Quezia Adolfo Mensa, the new general manager of the Vikings, who was with Jim Harbaugh for two years in San Francisco, the last two years, the two ugly years mm-hmm. between him and Trent Baalke and maybe him and Jed York, well, Quezia Adolfo Mensa comes out of it thinking, hey, this is, this is my guy if I become a GM. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings do. I know they've got some concern because Mike Zimmer was kind of an in-your-face negative coach. Jim Harbaugh is very intense. I think it's different in how he approaches the players. And John Harbaugh is just like Jim, and John has thrived in Baltimore since 2008. But I think Jim wants it, and I think there's a sense that, that Jim knows he's got to go to this interview today and convince them to hire him. But 44-19-1 in four years with the 49ers, and he took a team that was 6-10 and in 2010 to the brink of the Super Bowl in 2011 without the benefit of an offseason. That was the year of the lockout. He shows up early August, first meeting with the team. He gets them buttoned up and squared away. And but for a couple of Kyle Williams muffs against the Giants in the NFC Championship game, they're in the Super Bowl against the Patriots in 2011. And um, and then it's amazing you mentioned Trent Baalke. You know he was uh, in the front office in San Francisco, and now he's uh, reemerged in Jacksonville. And is is he an impediment or an enhancement for them to get a job, uh, a head coach there? It just seems to me. Who wouldn't be jumping at trying to get their hands on Trevor Lawrence in a in a town that's got no state tax, right? And um, an owner who's about to pour a ton of money into facilities and no, you know, local media breathing down your neck on mass. Like, what a gig that is down there. And why is that job still open? 
the concern has been from the moment it was reported that Trent Baalke is going to stay as the GM, that he'll be an impediment. I've heard that there have been coaching candidates that have said no thank you to invitations to the interview for the job. And there's, there's a weird sense, and I don't know this, but I'm trying to piece together the reporting that's being done because at one point Mike Jarecki, who's covered the Cardinals for years, reported that, that uh, Adrian Wilson – who's now an executive with the Cardinals and had played for them for a long period of time. He was going to be the next GM, and Byron Leftwich was going to be the next head coach. And the Jaguars have done nothing to really message or push back on any of this stuff. I get the impression that Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, is giving Trent Baalke an opportunity to find someone who would be better than Byron Leftwich in Shad Khan's eyes. And if he can't, it's going to be Baalke out, and it's going to be Adrian Wilson and Byron Leftwich in. And Rick Spielman's in the mix now, too, but I saw somebody say he could possibly be the team president, not the GM. But I think Balky's doing everything he can to put something together that gets Shad Khan to decide to go that way instead of this Leftwich and Adrian Wilson package deal. Wow. All right. And, and is this lawsuit um, that Brian Flores last one, we're going to put the brakes on the Texans hiring Josh McCown, who has uh, apparently a second interview there, and they love him. He has no experience, as we know, coaching. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen that work at other levels, not really in the NFL. But is that what, – what, what happens there now in Houston, well, do you think? you know, one of my first thoughts yesterday, Rich, was Brian Flores maybe should have waited until all these other jobs were filled because it would strengthen his case if there are no mm. black coaches hired in this cycle. But in a weird sort of way, he possibly has done some of his colleagues a favor because some of these teams may – may decide we need to from a PR standpoint it's not really going to help the lawsuit defense because it's going to be you know obvious and Flores lawyers say well come on that's meaningless you did that after after we filed the lawsuit of course that's why you did it but from a PR standpoint there's value and you you can't have the dust settle on this cycle and have one black coach in the NFL you can't and and it looks like that's the direction it's going but mm. this McCown thing I, and I don't think that Brian Flores will surface as the coach of the Texans. There's a, a section of his complaint that specifically targets them. So, you know, I don't think they're going to forget about that quickly. But this McCown thing, I have people say, well, you know, he was quarterback for 16 years in the NFL. He's, he's, qual- he's qualified to be a head coach right out of the gate. Why, why aren't the Saints interviewing Drew Brees to be the head coach then? Why didn't the Chargers interview Phillip Rivers to be the head coach? I mean, you can go down the list of guys who played in the NFL and actually played, weren't backups. And they're never mentioned as potential out of the gates, no experience required, NFL head coach. It's offensive to all coaches of all races that have been working and working and working and understand what it takes to potentially be a head coach someday because there's only so many of these jobs. The supply outweighs the demand. There are people out there who, if you give them that job, they'll figure out how to do it. And the notion that they would give, and I like Josh McCown, but the notion that the Texans would give him that job with no experience is offensive to anyone out there who's been busting their ass to try to position themselves for one of these rare opportunities. Mike Florio, greatly appreciate, as always. Uh, We'll see you out here next week. And, uh, again, everybody get Playmakers uh, in advance. The book comes out in March, but uh, you can get it where all books are acquired right now. Mike Florio on how the NFL really works, parenthetically, and doesn't. Thanks for the time here. Thanks, Rich. See you, pal. You bet. That's Mike Florio here. Lots to chew on. We'll take a break. Phone calls when we come back. Stephen A. Smith making his way to the studio, everybody. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning. Or at least... 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Okay, on the opposite side of the spectrum. We have a new team name for the Washington football team. Out with the football team. In with the Commanders. The Washington Commanders. Masters of their domain. In the <laughs> NFC East. Oh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the Masters and Commanders. Um, Does like Russell Crowe get a little piece of the back end? I don't know. Kind of, kind of. I mean, what, what do you think? What do you think? He just kept the football team. <sighs> you can't just that, that's just like placeholder. You know, really, it was kind of cool. You, you know what? Wash, you know what? You know what the Washington football team was? The Washington football team name. As much as it kind, it sounds like football club, like FC, right? Yeah, like a like a yeah, cool. like a European soccer yeah, club or whatever. I understand that. But the Washington football team was, it's like the, those people, you know, at conventions or whatever, walking around with that, hello, my name is tag, and they don't write their name in. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Like that's. Insert title here. That's, what it, that's kind of what it was. You know, it was a placeholder. It's, it's there. All right. You know, it's there. And now you're going to go get your Washington commander's gear, or at least that's their assumption. They're giving out free gear around D.C. and Virginia. And there Maryland you go. Today. Come get yeah. your stuff. What did they do? Change their color scheme? Like they look like if the Steelers a, and the a, Bears a had a baby, <laughs> and and that would be the Washington. Well, and, and you can't. You're you're, little, you're not you're not allowed darker. in this club. You're it's not allowed in this darker. club. You can't comment in this club in the same way that there's a tier system. I can't you're, because you come you come at this with bad intentions. Well, that's true. I don't like them. <laughs> but their their W looks like the Whataburger from Texas. I mean, that's what that W looks like. Hold on. <laughs> Look, eh, I mean, not really. Yeah. So when they score forty <laughs> points, they're called water burgers. <laughs> maybe, so maybe they give away medium Washington fries. Water burgers. <laughs> they give medium fries. To everyone in attendance. Uh, uh, yeah, you're you right. Like you got the crest, which is you know for Maryland. You know Maryland teams always have the crests. Yeah. You know. Look, I've nothing. Even they play in Virginia. A little too dark for me. Looks like they're trying too hard. Well, it looks like maroon when it's supposed to be burgundy and gold. You know, I don't know. Look, I'm calling them the football team. 
forever until I never say another, another word? word again. Yes, they are the football. <laughs> They're the football team. You won't even refer to them by the commanders. The who? Well, tell me, <laughs> you're already there. You're putting it into practice. I don't even know who that is. All right. That ain't no country I heard of. Uh, it took a while for us to say Los Angeles Chargers. You know Some I mean? people are so, still saying San Diego. So it's like maybe it'll take a while. I mean, I'm already. I'm planning on screwing up the. Cleveland Guardians. You know what I mean? So it's like, which team name are you going to get wrong the most, I suppose? Now, you're purposely going to screw up the Guardians? No, no, no. I'm just oh. saying, like. Well, the Guardians are locked out for at the moment. Commanders are in, at least. Commanders are in, yeah. I don't know. 844 rich number to dial. Good for the Guardians. Our friends at NetSuite <laughs> want to make sure you understand what's at stake here about your business. I keep telling you, if you're using old spreadsheets, outdated finance software, the visibility of your business, you are not at your best. You're not at your peak because to see the full picture all in one spot, you just got to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. See what I've been talking about for about a month. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes, close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash rich. Head to netsuite.com slash rich for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash rich. Andrew in Washington State. First in, first up. Line one, sir. Thank you. What's up, Andrew? Good morning, Rich and the guys. Thank Thanks you for taking my call Drew. today. Thanks for making it. Hey, always got to do a shoe check for TJ Jefferson. I like your boy. black and white Jordans today. You know, that nice. guy, those Tinker Hatfields today, brother. You know okay. what I mean? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, real Andrew, quick, will, Jumpman, to, will Jumpman ever see this, brother, when you call in? Will Jumpman ever see the love that we're giving to these shoes? Why wouldn't he? Are you saying, are you, of course Michael Jordan has Peacock. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, what do you got, uh, Andrew? What's on your mind? Hey, real quick, I just saw that logo you put out for the new Washington Commanders. Um, they have their five championship years on their crest. So is that just saying they don't expect a sixth one because they'd have to redo their logo No, again? they'll just redo them. I mean, Bill Belichick keeps renaming his boat, so don't worry about oh, it. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, they'll true. Just, That's true. They'll add it. They'll so, find space. Real quick, wanted to bend your ear. Great interview with Mike Florio, answered a bunch of questions. But in the end of this Brian Flores lawsuit with the the Rooney rule, and there is definitely a discrepancy. We've all known it. It's the elephant in the room. And then he alleges the uh, tanking, $100,000 per um, loss. Which one in the end do you think makes the biggest difference in the NFL? Will it help? create more diversity within head coaching jobs because there's so many new candidates. Just like you said, that Houston Texans, Josh McCown makes no sense at all. Sort of like the NBA draft, getting somebody they've never seen out of high school and saying they're going to be the best thing ever. But, and then, you know, um, or is it going to be, they prevent tanking and go to like a lottery system for, Oh, that will never so, happen. No, 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 no. We've already discussed what a lottery system would look like in the NFL. We've done that. And you could just go to our YouTube page. That's a disastrous idea. That will never happen. I don't know. I I don't know how you investigate this. I'm sure you. Again, it, the whole thing is that if 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 Flores has a receipt on that, I'd love to see it. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I, I'd love Thanks. to see it. I'd love to know it. You know, Flores appeared in a couple of interviews today. Like I, I don't think anybody pressed him on. Well, what was the manner in which he offered that to you? You know, did you did you when was it? Did you get a hundred thousand dollars for right. giving up a fifty burger to Lamar Jackson in the first game that year? 
You know, are, are, is that the receipt? Like it showed up in your account? Uh, honestly, like this is this uh, that, I, I, you know, I want to know that. And hopefully this does lead to more diversity because it is, um, you know, um, it is reflective of of the, the game. It, it's it's. You know, I'm we get in the sports world is just where it's usually a respite for this sort of thing. But, you know, the conversation that you're hearing right now about the, the Supreme Court opening right now. Right. You know that the president says that he has made it. He wants to make good on his his uh, his his um, campaign. campaign pledge to nominate a black woman, a woman of color for, for, for the court. And now you're suddenly you're hearing, well, we need to make sure this person is ultimately qualified. Whereas before, if it was just a woman, well, that really wasn't much of a conversation. And then of course, when you're just putting a, a white man out there, that's not a conversation about, is this person more qualified than a person of color or anybody else? Like, why is it always talking about the ultimate qualifications when we're talking about a person of color? I don't understand <laughs> that. Appears to be the case all the time. Because, yeah, you should hire the best person for your job and best candidate for your job. And there are a ton of candidates of color who are terrific in the same way that a a white man is. So you should look at everybody. That's the point. Instead of saying, well, you know, what, you're going to force somebody to hire a person of color when that person isn't the most qualified candidate? Maybe they're the most qualified candidate and you're just not looking or finding or interviewing that person. I, you you know, know, can I jump in and say this? Sure. Because it's kind of been eating at me. And, you know, I, 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 Chris knows, you know, I have this thing where I read the, 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 oh, the comments on social media and yes. I get a laugh out of it. You know, I always text Chris about it. But I'll be honest with you. There is something that what you just said just kind of resonated with me because there's been times where people have said on our YouTube page like, you know, why is TJ there? Or how did he get that job? Or did they ever say why they put him there? Like, I've literally read these comments, and yet I've never, ever seen a comment like, well, why is Chris there? Or why is Mike there? Or why is Jason there? And I've read multiple comments. of, And I believe me, I can laugh it off because it's nameless, faceless trolls on the internet. But it just kind of hit me when you said that. Like, mm. no one else has ever that I've seen had that question posed about why you put them on this show or why they were there. So, you know, it's just another thing. And these are the same people who instantly are going to say Brian Flores is out of his mind. Well, you're here because you're, you are an outstanding human with a sense of humor and a terrific sports acumen with an ability to connect with people. And also you're great at your job. That's why you're here. And also you should tell those trolls to come talk to me. And then on top of it, if you want to troll back, say that Rich wanted to put another East Coaster on the show. <laughs> well, again, I, I looked at their. I, I got to look at their. That their, I needed. I needed. I needed. I needed. <laughs> I needed a Clippers Sixer fan. I needed. A, you know, your your own unique fingerprint. <laughs> the man. thing is, I had They're to hilarious. look. At, I looked amazing. at their rooting interest and decided that tear wise, it wasn't worth me arguing with them. Tear wise, so, <laughs> I, oh, I let it go. Okay. All right. I let it go. So Stephen A. Smith is here. Excellent uh, transition. Please, you're good at transitioning me to what I need to do at the end of an hour. Stephen A. Smith is here. Lots to talk about on all the sports subjects, but also the one of uh, T.J. Jefferson, diehard Cowboys fan, uh, a tier system here. <laughs> and who's allowed to address him 
No, who who I will take the time to argue with. Who you're yeah. al- who's this allowed is to address <laughs> you is another way say to put anything it. they want. What, what you know. Stephen A. Smith in studio. <laughs> don't you miss that? That's next. He's next. <laughs> I don't understand why you keep on reconfiguring the way I describe it. Because you're not say, you're not you're describing not it correctly. Allowing people to address you. No, that's not it. Anyone can say whatever they want. Obviously, I just proved that. But it's how do I choose to respond to that person? Or okay. Do I get worked up enough? Do I take time out of my day to... <laughs> you take time out of your day to address nameless like, people yeah. who've got like three followers who piss you off. It's not getting worked up. Because I'm addressing it doesn't mean I'm worked up about it. I just, mm-hmm. you know... You sure? Yeah. <laughs> I turn I turn to uh, the man who's from an area of the country, despite being a military rat living all over the world, uh, comes predominantly hails from a country, uh, part of the country who's not happy unless they're unhappy about things. <laughs> that This upsets him, these things that he addresses and says that they don't upset he knows, him. He, like, he knows the ones that really do, and he knows the ones that don't. He also just, I don't know, I, I, that, I wouldn't spend my time worrying about what people with no avatar have to say to me instead you'll just come out of nowhere and you know put out tweets towards yankee fans that people can't respond to because you turn the responses off that was his big thing the other that day. happened the other day i saw that he did it you can't respond to it because he turned the responses off you're just gonna see this the- guy texts me why can't i respond to this i did <laughs> I did. Didn't you just delete it? I ended up deleting it, uh, but I left it up for a few hours. Just my point got across. <laughs> and then you're like, you were like on purpose. I'm like, yes. See, that's, of course, you because can't do it on I told him, I said, you are, you are now and have been for a long time a public figure, a blue check mark with a platform here. You can't just say something and tell fans they're not allowed to respond to yeah. you. I'm not a yes, blue check. No, you can't. What do you mean? I'm you not can. a blue check mark. You tell me. I'll send it for you because, you know. Okay. <laughs> we'll get you blue check marked. I'll get on that. I don't even care. Anymore. No, but you know what I mean? Chris, you can't do that. And then plus you, you like said, Yankee fans who are so, you know, you like making it seem like Yankee fans weren't giving David Ortiz their due. They and, weren't. And you were on a show, a, the, a show at the bigger platform than any of those other Heimjankles that are tweeting at you. Then I was giving him his due all day. You That's why I wanted to respond to you. Massive minority. What did you call them? Yeah, Jaime Uncles. Jaime Uncles? Can you say that oh, on gosh. people? I did. I think it's Yiddish. I don't, I don't know. think that's... 